Evil, are you ready for your country close-up? I am. This is the first and I think only in-person shoot for Country Close-Up Ooh, that we'll have exciting. in person. That's exciting. So where are we? We are at Phantom Comics in DC, 2010 P Street. It's my favorite comic book store in the world. It's the main queer-focused comic book store in the city, so it's very special to me. I think a few people have come in and said, what are they doing? Yeah. And your <laughs> colleague is saying, oh, they're, they're having a podcast for yeah. country music. And everyone's <laughs> face is like, what? <laughs> Yeah. So um, that's why we're here. We're going to talk about it. But I would love to just introduce you to my audience that I hope will grow yeah, of, of who you are. Well, as you said, my name is Evil. Uh, I identify as gender fluid. Um, my pronouns are they, them. Um, my sound, uh, I don't know. It's very different, um, which I'm assuming that's why we're talking. Um, but my, my main influences in my work are more classic country than contemporary. So, you know, things like Johnny Cash or um, John Hartford or even old Dolly Parton and, and like her earlier stuff in the 70s. Like in particular, she has a song called Early Morning Breeze, which okay. is very sort of free and psychedelic in sound. So I kind of view myself as a country artist um, sonically in the way that I, I am a country person and I play the banjo. But more than that, storytelling and world building are my main focus and all of my favorite country musicians focus on those things. Um, but yeah, my sound is, is a little bit influenced by a, a lot of different things. So I think it's hard to pinpoint, but I'm a country person, so I, I view my music as country. Well, we clearly will get along just based yes. off of that. Yeah. Uh, I actually want to talk about how I found you in the first yeah, place. Yeah, let's go You had, I was going through Orville Peck's Instagram. Yes. I did like too deep of a dive. <laughs> and you had done, if I recall correctly, an Instagram takeover yes. for History Lesson. Yes. About really what the root of country music is and where it yes. comes from. First of all, how do you know Orville Peck? Um, well, Orville and I became friends, um, I want to say maybe early 2018, he had like one song out or something and he um, just DM'd me on Instagram, was like, oh, I really like, you know, love your music, like, you know, can we be friends or whatever? And it kind of just went from there. Yeah. Is that your most famous friend? I don't know. I don't like to think of friends as like famous, <laughs> but I, I would say no. Okay. Yes, I would say no. So talk about this takeover that you did. I, of course, know, and I'm, I'm pretty well-versed in the history. I like studied it in college yes. and have been so lucky to meet artists like you who we have these very in-depth conversations. Yes. Uh, but what was that opportunity for you? When I originally started making music, I started making rap music at first. Um, and sort of in between trying to transition, I kind of realized how much of country music, especially the old stuff that I listened to. In particular, there's a song by Doc Boggs called Country Blues. Um, and I was listening to it and I realized how much the subject matter really coincide with current rap music, rap music in general. And it made me start to think about how we can bridge gaps between modern contemporary stuff and also stuff that is older and maybe seems completely disconnected, but they're actually very much the same in ideologies and like, you know, because everybody's experiences are not the same, but they're rooted in the same place. Sure. 
Um, so from there, I just kind of dove in. And I mean, I'm from the Shenandoah Valley, so I've listened to country music my whole life. And I just tried to learn as much as I can to, to figure out, you know, where those two cultures really mix. And, and by doing that, I started learning so much about black history and country music. Um, and there's a lot there that a lot of people are not aware of. And I spent years and years collecting all this information and just trying to really understand the history, not only of country music and music in general, but of myself as, you know, a black person making things. So, um, in 2020, obviously we had a lot of chaos happening, protests and stuff, and Orville called me on the phone and was like, hey, you know, would you like to like do this? It might be really cool. I know you have a lot of information to share. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. It was a really great opportunity to be able to share something that I've spent so much time um, and effort on learning all these things about black culture and, and you know, the influence of, of the black community on country music. It was really nice to be able to share that with such a wide audience that maybe have not, you know, heard of it before. So Yeah, I feel as though if you can share the history lesson once in a crowd of 10 people and you get one person oh, yeah, to, sure. to be like, okay, let me listen to this one more time yeah. or let me understand the history behind it, have a better appreciation yeah. for it, then we're moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, the next big question yes. is your name, Evil. Yes. I saw somebody comment on pointing out what they thought was a hypocrisy yes. with your name. Why evil? How did that even come to terms? And and what does it mean to you? What does that signify? Yeah. Everything I do is very intentional. And there's a very, um, sometimes a bit too complex reason behind everything that I do. Uh, but the name in particular, I realize that when people hear it, it kind of creates a um, very intense reaction, whichever way you want to take it, whether you're for it or against it. Um, but my reasoning is, is, you know, my, my current work is very much about my relationship with God and religion as a queer person, as a black person, um, and just kind of exploring that and my own identity. I've just realized um, how much evil is ingrained into our society in general from, you know, being judged and being against each other and told things are wrong when they're not wrong, whether it's being gay or trans or, you know, anything. Sure. Um, so for me to call myself evil is to recognize the inherent evilness that I've been kind of conditioned to accept. And I really believe if we don't first recognize something within ourselves, we can't combat it in the world. So for me to call myself evil is kind of my like taking my stance that I realize that I am flawed. And because I realize I'm flawed, I will be able to, you know, help myself while helping other people. Um, and, you know, it's not lost on me that the fact that the word evil is live backwards. And I think, you know, we all encounter a lot of difficulties just trying to live and a lot of, you know, evil just in day to day life, especially if you're like a marginalized person, trans or black or whatever. So, yeah, it has a lot of <laughs> a lot of weight for me in the way that, you know, not to other people where it's like evil, obviously. But for me, it's like all these other things. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. <clears throat> to know your experience with within all of the different um, communities that you're in, yes. what it's like for you when you say, I'm a country music artist. Like for me, being a Latina and being a woman from the Southwest, yes. I have to, I feel like I almost have to explain because I lived on a ranch yes. and because I had this yes. and because I had this experience and that's For why. Sure. Like I feel like I have to justify it For because sure. every person 
for the most part, unfortunately, especially on the East for Coast, sure. is like, why? For why sure. do you like that? Yeah. Um, and it and it's kind of hard for me because people just I don't realize why I don't understand why I have to justify yes. myself. Yes. Right. Yes. What is your experience with that, and how do you approach it? Um, I definitely can say I've had a very similar experience myself, especially when, you know, someone hears my music and sees me in the way I pre present myself and I'm like, this is country. And it's an instant like, are you sure? Like, I don't, I don't think it is. And then you have to go into explaining all of these reasons why, you know, I believe that it's country music. Um, but I think now we're getting to a point where people who are not necessarily represented in, in a stereotypical fashion um, for country music are finding their own communities, whether it be like queer people or people of color. And, and within those communities, I find it's really refreshing not to have to explain ourselves, yeah. just to be around other people who also understand, sure. you know, because it, it's not really something that has to be explained. And if we weren't um, different, so to speak, we really wouldn't have to. Uh, but it's unfortunate, and I think, you know, people who aren't as familiar with country music, I think people who are not fans and view it from an outside have very specific ideas that they surround, you know, the genre in instead of the reality where it's just like, you know, this is storytelling from people from these places that, you know, it's not the same living experience to live in New York as it is to live in Alabama. So it's, it's a different um, universe entirely, but that includes everybody who is in those locations and, and grown up around those people and those sounds. So I think we're, we're really reaching a really great point where I have to do less explaining, but it's still, you know, some trial and error at times for sure. Yeah. And so how do you feel now about seeing such growth in the genre, especially this year? I think we've really seen women of color, especially black women, celebrated in this industry. Um, I mean, awards are nice, but like just the recognition, yes. name recognition is oh, really yeah, nice for sure. people to understand who some some of these people are, like like Mickey Guyton yes. or Britney Spencer. Yes. Um, what are you the most proud of in the genre right now? And what do you hope is the next kind of battle we go into to get some progress in yes. the genre? I think my favorite thing, the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that it no longer feels as if we have to all fight for the same opportunity and the same spot. So instead of, you know, being put against each other, as women often are, especially black women, especially in a space that already is not super welcoming, um, to be able to feel like we're creating a community versus, you know, okay, we're singular and we have to like fight for this, to be able to like be all together and be like, we're here supporting each other. And because we're supporting each other, we can all lift each other up and share this whole space. I think that's really what makes me like the happiest about the future moving forward because, you know, I've definitely now met more black women who make country music, you know, than I ever had imagined that yeah. I'm able to like communicate with and talk about things with and, and play with and feel, you know, community in a way that I wasn't able to before. So I, I would say that's probably the most exciting and like prideful thing for me that it's like we're not alone anymore. We get to all be together and celebrated equally as, sure. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think we need more progress? I think, you know, it's inevitable, unfortunately, even outside of country music. We live in a very male-dominated and very white-dominated world. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> even outside of country music. <laughs> um, so I think we're always going to need to push for progress. Yeah. Um, 
we're always going to need to to fight for each other. But I think now that we're able to all do it together, where it doesn't only have to be one person speaking, it'll make a bigger difference than you know one person fighting so hard. Um, and I think you know I just think for me as as the person that I am, I think the most like. What I would really like to see is that people who are not um, typical, uh, and and when I say typical, I don't necessarily mean like, um, you know, white or whatever, blah blah blah. I mean, you know, people who make things that are different. Like I make things that are that are maybe weird or maybe something that someone doesn't think of when they think country music. I, I would really like to see maybe a bit of. Um, more receptiveness and, and people being more open to understanding that it doesn't have to be this one specific thing. You know, I see that we have so much variation in all other genres. When it comes to country music, it's such a straight line for what people will recognize it. You know, to be country music. Right. Um, you where, your beer in the truck. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where other genres are kind of breaking free of that now, where people kind of play on everything, but country music is still such a straight laced thing. So I would, I would really like to see us kind of. Explore our horizons and realize that it doesn't have to be, you know, this one singular thing. It's a lot of different things and identities and sounds. Which literally is the definition of country music. Absolutely, and it influenced literally every Absolutely. genre we know today. Um, and your music is incredible. Thank We've been listening to it for the last since I connected with you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and you had something really exciting. Uh, it was featured in an animated series. Yes. Tell me about that. So I have had two songs in a cartoon called Adventure Time. It was originally on Cartoon Network, but then it got, um, it like ended in uh, 2017. And in 2017, I had um, a song called Slow Dance, which is on my first project, which is just self-titled Evil. And that was in, um, while it was running on air. And then they did a um, redo for HBO called Distant Lands. And then the last episode, my song Thunderbird opens that. So it's very, like it's a special cartoon to me. I'm very big cartoon person. I mean, we're in a comic book store, so I can't imagine it's that's hard to brand. believe. Very <laughs> yeah. Can't imagine that's hard to believe, but it was definitely a very, very special moment for me, for sure. What was the moment that you knew, I've, I'm in this, I'm glad I'm in this industry? I think there's been a lot of moments like that, but because, you know, you mentioned the song in particular, but Slow Dance was a song that I wrote um, about sort of like longing for this girl who wasn't interested in me um, because of my gender identity and you know she was confused and all of that and I wrote the song just kind of as like a secret love letter to her so to be able to have that in the show and then see so many queer kids see themselves within the song and you know I've had lesbian couples come up to me and be like we danced at this for our wedding and it's like that's so moving to me to know that I could make something that's touched so many people that I never knew were in my community or I never would have, you know, spoken to otherwise and to know that I was able to like create a special moment for them or make them feel seen or heard or anything, then that's like, I was like, okay, it's, it's the point, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, this is technically the wrap of our close up, cool. but I have, I have a surprise. Oh, we have a special guest. Ooh. You, you were the special guest. Like we have, it's just getting better and better. <laughs> in this live I'm excited. So we're going to pause for this. Little well, surprise. Okay. <laughs> I'm the surprise. Um, I'm Kyle Gretzinger. I'm an activist and an environmental activist and writer in DC. Amazing. And 
I'm originally from the South, and when Jackie told me about this, I was so excited to talk to a queer country artist because、yeah. I'm super into country. And I think something Jackie said that that really resonated with me is having that conversation with your friends.、Yes. I had one of those PowerPoint parties recently,、yeah. and everybody had to pick a different topic, and I picked why country is good and you're wrong,、oh, yeah. um, which was fun and a lot of like fulsome, you know, prison、yeah. blues type stuff, and like the、yes. the. Populism of country, the like class of country, and I think something that people don't talk about,、um, you know, when they talk about country music, is, you know, it's it's so hetero, it's so straight seeming, but it's also it's high camp. It's like I mean, it's a show for sure, right? You can't be in like a mechanical bull and have it not be a little gay, you、yeah. know,、um, or. Orville is a great example. Like Orville Peck is camp. Like looking、yeah. at him, that is a camp individual. I mean, my favorite person in the world, Dolly Parton. She's basically a drag queen. Oh yeah, and she says that. Exactly. You know? I, absolutely. Dolly Parton.、Uh, you know, even even some of the older guys doing it. I mean, Rhinestone Cowboys has、oh, rhinestones in it. But absolutely.、Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit. You know, Jackie asked about. Um, you know where you think the the industry could see progress.、Yes. Something I want to ask you about is how do you think queerness impacts your music in a way that like, I mean I don't want to bully Blake Shelton or anything, but you know they don't have queerness to、yes. add to their music. What、yes. do you think it does for yours? You know I think for me especially when I'm making things, in the way that Blake Shelton, for example, doesn't have to think about、mm-hmm. his identity, whether it be his sexuality or his gender, when he's making things, you know,、mm-hmm. he kind of just realizes that he's the majority, and you know、mm-hmm. the people that are going to hear it is also majority, and he doesn't have to be concerned about being understood, you know.、Right. So when I'm making things, I want to make them as authentic to myself as possible, and、mm-hmm. I'm a queer person.、Right. So when I'm speaking of my own experience, hopefully other people who are also queer can hear them、mm-hmm. and not feel pandered to、mm-hmm. or sort of like you know used as a gimmick, but be like you know this person is me and I am them and we are together. Yeah. yeah. I thought I felt that a little bit. I've been listening to your music, and I thought the Sour Apple song was、ah. a very clear indicator to me of just kind of this clever kind of—I don't know how to put it—like、uh, sarcastic kind of queerness, where you're like, "Well, I guess this is the situation I've ended yeah. up in." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>、um, but I mean, maybe picking up again on the the queerness thread. What do you think are some other artists that you would, you know, in your orbit? I think Orville's a great example、yes. of, of queerness, but he's very, you know, very famous now, yeah, yeah, you know.、Yeah. And, and you, of course, are there others that you would say、oh, we should、sure. listen to?、Um, there's an artist, Paisley Fields. He's really、cool、amazing.、Name. Yes, really, really great music, amazing showmanship, like outfits, killer.、Mm. Um, and you know, even just a really like. Classic, you know, not.、Uh, don't want to give a history lesson, but you know, Lavender Country is. Oh yeah. Yeah, number one queer cowboy, you know, ever.、Yeah. And I think if you're interested in queer country music at all, like that's really where you should start because without him, a lot of people would not be making the things that they're making now. So, what would you like to see? I mean, we talked about like, oh, how can the industry do better? How can you know? But for you personally, if we're stepping into your camo Crocs,、yes. that I'm so sad <laughs> that the camera can't see right now.、Um, they're great. Uh, and you were going to step on the stage. You know, what's the ideal thing you'd like to see? If you know, let's say there's no obstacles, there's no problems with queerness. You know, like you know, is it?、Uh, you know, do you want to see a more diverse crowd? Do you want to see like name a couple things that you'd love to see? 
Um, I definitely would like to see more diversity, not only with the crowd, but the stage, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't think we should still have country music festivals where we have one or two black artists on stage or we right. have one or two Latina artists on stage and then, mm -hmm. you know, everybody else is white and hetero. I think right. that's really kind of ridiculous. I think there should be space for everybody and we don't have to, you know, oh, you know, we're asking this person to come and play just so right. we have one, you know, <laughs> minority, whatever you may be on the stage. I think right. we should really open up our eyes and ears to everybody's experience. And I think when we do that, music's not only going to be better for us, but for everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I hear what you're saying, too, about, you know, like one person on stage, because I think like a lot of people applauded when like Mickey Guyton ended up on, on I can't remember which awards yes. show now, even though CMT Awards didn't want her. So yeah. it's like a problem, too. Yeah. But, you know, I, people were really happy about that. But it's not the end Exactly. Goal. Exactly. Um, I guess, you know, one other question I would have for you is, you know, like, what do you think is the gayest thing about country music? For me, the gayest thing, I mean, there's obvious, like, camp things, like the cowboy hat or yes. whatever, but for me, it's like slide guitar or pedal steel. Like, that is a uh, queer noise yes. when you listen to it. It's like, wow. Yes. <laughs> what do you think? Um, absolutely stage movement oh yeah yeah even when we think about things that that are not you know in the country wheelhouse but i specifically view as very country like elvis presley oh, very yeah. i I'll love it up. very very gay you know performance for yeah. sure from him yeah very gay songs absolutely <laughs> absolutely well thank you so much for being on the country yes Close of course thank you for having me